Welcome to The Podcast is Real. It's time for a Geek Rewind. Gas up the DeLorean. We're going back. 1986. The year was 1986. The Tandy 600 portable computer had 32K bytes of standard RAM, but could be upgraded to a maximum of a whopping 224K bytes. Its chip was 64K bits. It had a display of two... 230 by 61 millimeters boasted a word processor, spreadsheets, calendar, database, read and write. You could, you could add basic for a 129.99 ROM chip that you snapped in. And then this wonder and portable technology would only set you back $1,600 on television. A phenomenon was born when Oprah Winfrey's national program debuted, went on for 25 seasons. The very first goodwill games was held in Moscow created by Ted Turner, similar to the Olympics continued every four years until 2001. Hands Across America took place in May. About six and a half million people participated. Would then go on to creep everybody out in a movie that Jordan Peele would direct later. Would give that a very sinister turn. Phantom of the Opera debuted in London's West End and would hit Broadway two years later, become a classic. The first Studio Ghibli film, Laputa, Castle in the Sky, released. And the nuclear reactor at Chernobyl exploded, resulting in one of the worst environmental disasters of all time. And there were actually a lot of news items in space that year. Halley's Comet was the closest it's been and only the second visit in the 20th century. And several countries got an even closer look with probes that were out there in space observing its passing. Soviet Union launched the Mir space station. And in what many of us who grew up in that era mark as one of the most memorable tragedies of their childhood, one of those moments in history where people still remember where they were when in January, the space shuttle Challenger launched and within 73 seconds disintegrated, killing all seven astronauts on board. Absolutely heartbreaking. And ironically, it was later that year that a film about a group of young teens get accidentally launched into space on a space shuttle would come into theaters, starring Kate Capshaw, Leah Thompson, Tate Donovan, and a very young Joaquin Phoenix going by Leaf at the time. Space Camp would have its work cut out for it, hitting theaters just a few short months after the country had just watched the Challenger tragedy play out live on their television screens. Before we get into the film, I feel like we, we need to address Challenger. It's a big deal. And here's mm -hmm. the obvious question. Where were you when it happened? Gosh, I was uh, at my junior high school. I was in ninth grade and I was in geometry class on the second floor of the building. And... Uh, our principal came over the PA system um, and you could hear that he was on the verge of tears. He was like holding back crying and he announced that uh, he was um, sad to say that the uh, shuttle Challenger had blown up. Uh, and so we were all in shock. Uh, needless to say, we didn't finish class. Uh, we just kind of sat there and discussed uh, just stuff. Uh, and the period right after that, I was an AV aide because I was a geek then too. <laughs> and so I went down to our AV room because uh, back then we had closed circuit cable for every room so that we could uh, push out VHS tape programming to, to each TV individually. And I sat there for that whole period uh, just watching the news coverage because uh, it had just happened and um, it was uh, shocking, uh, unbelievable. Uh, at that point, you know, NASA pushed so hard 
and it seemed like routine. The shuttle's going to go up. Mm -hmm. It's going to go up and come back. And to go into that routine and then have that happen um, was just a total shocker. Uh, and that whole day, we had news coverage all day on the TV uh, at home. And so that's where I was. Matt, what about you? So this is going to be real short. I was six years old at the time. I have no recollection of mm. of the event actually happening sure. or um, what I was doing because I was just a just a lad. And I can't even tell you when the last time I, I, I mean, I've seen the footage, but I can't even tell you when the last time I saw it was. I um, was, I was actually uh, homesick from school that day. I stayed home uh, from school and my dad and my stepmom still had to work. So I was in a recliner in my pajamas wrapped up in a blanket and watching TV by myself. And that was on like many of the channels, uh, just the launch. And I was like, okay, I'll watch the launch because that was the stuff that interested me at the time. And yeah, and then it happened. And I I was like, wait a minute, what what? And then there I thought, you know, well, it's not it's not what, you know, it just like left the atmosphere and we're not seeing like smoke. Like I didn't I couldn't put it together, you know what I mean? Like and then when they started explaining what was happened, it was just it was it was it was something else. But I, you know, I start I remember just being just really sad and crying and just, you know what I mean? Not, uh, I was home alone. Like, it's just like, who do I t talk to about this? Like something just oh, wow. tragic just happened on TV. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, I was horrified that this, that, 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 that couldn't have really happened. And it was a big deal, um, because the teacher was on there and, you know, yeah. like they'd made such a big deal about this, this launch. In fact, I gotta admit, it was probably the first launch I actually paid attention to. Um, again, because I happened to be at home, I happened to be watching, uh, because uh, of the, you know, the teacher going up, you know, it was something new. It wasn't, you know, just, just people from who were astronauts from birth. Uh, but no, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like this was, this was just, it was an there was an there was a uh, there big was, publicity push for it. There really was. And yeah. just so tragic to see that. Oh, so I, and I remember specifically too, and, and watching the, watching the footage as they were replaying it hearing the guy from mission control say oh it looks like we've had a major malfunction and at the time i didn't realize that that guy is sitting uh like in houston and doesn't have a live picture of what happened so he's mm. just be going off the telemetry on the screen yeah. and he sees all these zeros where they shouldn't be and so he didn't see the big the big fireball and the big you know Crazy. and i'm like wow <laughs> yeah. but well, I mean, I feel like we did. We definitely need to address that because it definitely mm -hmm. kind of colors the the release of this film that we're going to talk about today. Yeah, this um, horrible boy timing. does it. Yeah, horrible, horrible timing. Um, in fact, I know uh, Roger Ebert uh, kind of said this. It's too soon. Like this doesn't you know seem like the right time. There were other people who criticized the idea of even releasing this film. Yeah, when when when, when was it in production? Was it in production when like during like. The challenger happened during production or I was it finished? I, I got a, I, I was reading uh, the IMDb page, you know, for facts. And I believe that this movie was set to come out like just a few weeks after challenger. So they actually, they actually pushed it back it like I think summer. six months or something okay. like that. So, so even then, okay. you know, it's weird because, you know, Jeff, you reached out to me asking me for a beloved movie from, you know, the seventies or eighties that has been forgotten. And I'm, I'm listening to the two of your stories and, you know, I have to wonder that if I was older 
you know, when this movie came out, if I would hold it in the same regard, because, you know, I don't remember it. And I don't know if that was like a decision by my parents to just keep me out of it. Like you're six years old, you're innocent, you don't need to know about this. And you can still dream about going to space. But um, I have to, I have to imagine that if I was in like, say your shoes, where you have like those vivid memories of the just horror of watching this play out would you even want to watch this movie i didn't see this movie in the theater i'll admit that in fact i don't think i saw it uh, until years later when it uh, until it hit cable i'll be honest well let's go ahead and tell people which movie we're talking about space camp (laughs) space camp is the the movie um i did mention you probably put it together from the uh the clues that i gave there but um yeah space camp is uh it was set to be released um well before all of this happened i mean it just it it just we, we still see things like this happen today where you know some tragedy will happen a school shooting or a you know some other um event and then uh, an episode of TV was like dealing with a very similar subject. And they're like, you know what? We're not going to show that. We're going to cut that because it's tender time for people's emotions right now and that kind of stuff. And, and I gotta, I gotta be honest. The um, I don't remember if I saw this movie in the theaters or not. Uh, I definitely remember seeing it. I just don't remember if it was in the theaters or not. I don't remember having these thoughts like, wow, it comes, it comes out at the same time or, you know, that this happened. Like, I don't remember that being a, a thing that we talked about back then. Like, I don't, I don't remember, but I guess it was, a, you know, obviously a subject. I do remember that I wanted to go to space camp before the movie came out because space camp was established in uh, Huntsville, Alabama, I think a year or two before the movie. Where and they I'm, actually filmed this, by the way. Right. And yeah. so, um, and so, I remember wanting to go to space camp and I think I, I remember, Oh, they actually made a movie about it. But again, I didn't see it in the theater. So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I know I didn't see it in the theater because again, I was young, but I just remember like, this was like a f- film that my entire family used to watch like over and over again. It's like, what do you want to watch tonight? Space camp. Like, okay. oh, wow. Like no guys, argument. Like you guys owned it. Oh yeah. Like either that or VHS. We were, either that, or we were, um, we frequented the library a lot. And back ah, in the day when the library yes. had like media and stuff, they like, had VHS. It was the Lorraine Public Library. And it just like the upper floor was just walls of VHS tapes. And, you know, you get those for a week. But all you had to do is make a phone call and be like, you need this for another week. And then, you know, we had two VCRs in the house. So we probably, <gasps> what we probably did was we probably made a copy. Of oh, did you dub copy. it? <laughs> Or we taped it off HBO because there, we we used to have a huge library of like you Stuff know off films HBO. taped off sure. of HBO. Or yeah, absolutely. Stuff. Yeah. So we had it. I don't know if we bought it. That's up in the air. But you had it on demand. Yes, we did have it whenever we wanted it. Well, the plot centers around some young teens that go to space camp and accidentally get shot into space on a space shuttle. I mean, if by accidentally, the, you mean a droid. Well, yeah, there was a, there was a droid involved. Well, I, um, I call it a droid, but I guess it's a robot. robot. Yeah. But they, the, the, well, it's a space movie. It needs a robot, right? <laughs> right. Right. The point, the point is that they were sent out into space. They experienced some, some problems, but because they're smart kids who are at space camp and were trained properly, you know, things, you know, don't go as badly as they could have, although there's lots of adventure and excitement. And then and a romantic um, subplot. 
Sort of, yeah. Very, very kind of like slim. <laughs> yeah, innocent teenage, innocent teenage romantic subplot. You yeah. know, it, it kind of got pushed pushed to the back burner once they got launched into space. Right, <laughs> right, right. All of a sudden, when they have to, when they're concerned about <laughs> oxygen supply, and that yeah. they're, you know, yeah, then the romance goes away. Interesting. Yeah. Interestingly uh, enough, that the malfunction in the film that that. That they experienced also involved a solid rocket booster, just like the Challenger. Right. Yeah. Again, very coincident. Yeah. Had nothing to do oh, like, with the the yeah, you know the idea. Was, yeah. But That's it was just like unfortunate what could, timing. Well, it's like what could go wrong. This is something could go wrong, and then oh my gosh, it went wrong. Um, and in fact, you know, I mean, we could go into. I mean, this is it's a totally different episode to actually talk about Challenger. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not releasing my space geek because they're. <laughs> but there's a having, whole. There was you know there's a whole investigation determining you know that uh, that NASA knew about some of those things and didn't do anything and blah blah blah. Um, but it was just an interesting uh, coincidence trivia, yeah, coincidence tidbit that that. That was the case, but um, uh, yeah. So I watched it again. I, I I honestly have not seen it since I saw it originally. So that would have been back in the okay. late eighties. So I was I was hard for. In fact, I remember. I think I got the plots of it and Explorers mixed up in my head a little bit. <laughs> oh, Explorers! Because Another Explorers one. came out the year before and actually starred Joaquin's older brother, River Phoenix. Yes. Um, uh, so <laughs> just. <laughs> Real quick, like, what were their parents thinking? Right. Like, River and Leaf? Well, like, this was way before, like, you yeah. know. This was way before, uh, what's her name? Beyonce was. Well, they uh, apparently, Gwyneth. apparently yeah, uh, Gwyneth. River Phoenix had talked about that. And I guess they were kind of, uh, you know, like hippies and, you know, the whole. Um, one of their sisters I is think named so. Rain, I think. Um, yes. They have another sister named, um, I've totally blanked. It all seems they're consistent at least. They're all yeah, they're all a little a little different. Um and and uh you know, Leaf uh Joaquin uh goes Did he by change Joaquin his name now. Uh no, I think Joaquin is still was I, I have to look it up, but I think Joaquin actually is part of his name. Like it's Leaf oh, okay, right, or something right, right. like that. I don't remember. I'm I'm not the expert on that. He all just I, so happened to be credited as Leaf for this movie. Yes, at that time he was going by Leaf. In fact, um he I believe was, this was his first feature, right? It was. It was the yes. first feature film um that he was in he was he had been on a bunch of tv shows and stuff like that before that he was still leaf and ruskies which was uh another movie oh jeez um, yeah i don't believe i've seen that uh and then he was still leaf in parenthood which was i that was Whoa. the first movie i remember him being in um but i didn't know who i mean i didn't know who he was i just knew i you know now that i know who he's famous i remember him being in that movie um, that's Ken, one of Steve Martin? Reeves also was in parenthood yeah just, um, but, uh, yeah. And then at some point he changed to, it to Joaquin. I'm going to look in the trivia and IMDb to find out when, oh, so his sister is summer, um, leaf river summer. Wait, is, uh, who I think is she real Mary oh, Liberty. So river rain, Liberty and summer, and then leaf are the Phoenix, uh, siblings. Oh, geez. I feel like leaf got the short end of the stick. Kind of did Summer. because like River is pretty <laughs> awesome. Like, well, all the other ones, right? River and Summer and Liberty, like Leaf, Leaf. Like we expect this kid to just fall, turn brown, fall off the tree, <laughs> fall sit to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so um, she was married to Ben Affleck's brother, Casey Affleck. Summer Phoenix was, and their son's name is Indiana. <gasps> did they name him after the dog? Uh, uh, that would be my guess. No. <laughs> 
They filed for divorce in 2017, though. That's sad. Sad ending oh, to that. But anyway. Sad. But I just, I just, the trivia said he became an uncle again after sister Summer Phoenix gave birth to Indiana Affleck, which is just somehow a, amazing to me. Like, wow, it just <laughs> rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Indy. Indy. But this movie, um, th- this movie was actually, you know, despite the the fact that its plot is is pretty, I mean, it, outrageous. Sorry, so much that would have to be go wrong for them to actually get launched into space. I mean, considering how, um, you know, we just watched the SpaceX launch that that happened a few weeks ago, and then it got scrubbed. Got scrubbed. Got scrubbed because you know of little minor things, and just you know they were doing an engine test, and suddenly they're in space. Like it's just. It, there's so okay. much that would have to go wrong, but they did explain <laughs> one. it with the robot, as you said. Like there was a robot who was behind the scenes doing, you know, things that would make them, you know. When when was Short them. Circuit released? Was it released? Short mm-hmm. Circuit released after this? Uh, that's I'm a good not question. sure. I was just impressed that in 1986 they had voice recognition on the computers. Right, right, yes, and I I loved how the voices were just like, uh, you know, James <laughs> and Max, friends <laughs> right. forever. <laughs> cannot send max to space like like the computer yeah. console voice was so much lower short and circuit was short circuit was actually 86 as well oh, so because wow. i feel like i feel like max's voice was johnny five like i couldn't help but <laughs> I mean, think of johnny five but i mean let's be serious that's how robots sound <laughs> that, that that's how all the that's robots the in the 80s taught us robots that, that's like. that's how the robots talk based on 80s movies yeah. um no, number one okay one space game NASA does not do engine tests on rockets that are on the launch pad. They do all that before right. they get the rocket to the launch pad. Okay, sorry. I'll just So yeah. I mean what I love and sometimes hate about like geek culture just in general is like if you go to the IMDB page for Space Camp and you go to trivia. Yeah. They like somebody will point out everything that is factually well, wrong with under this movie the go- it, under like, the goofs, right? Like the yeah, and it's just wrong. like it just it, there's just a list. Like this couldn't happen. This couldn't happen. They could just turn off the burner like this. <laughs> right. So so just right. Like, but you know yeah. Revisit revisiting this movie as a, as a space geek adult. I'm, I'm like, well, that that's just stupid. Yeah, but well, we that's just, ridiculous. We just, we just but it's to, entertainment, right? Yeah, so we need to put that not... aside because they need to get launched into space or no movie happens, right? <laughs> <laughs> like. Hey, you know, Leah Thompson uh, on my screen for an hour and a half, I'm okay with. Dude, let's talk about Leah Thompson real quick. I was just, when when I was, when I was. um, It's a family show. I'm just like, this was absolutely (laughs) her This No, I mean, this was just her heyday. I just want to run this list real quick. Sure. 1983, Jaws 3D. That's right. Not the greatest movie, but Leah Thompson was in it, which again, an hour and a half of Leah Thompson on your screen, you're good. Um, 1984 was Red Dawn. Yes, Amazing. That's 1985, Back to the Future. 1986, Space Camp. Also 1986, Howard the Duck. And then 87, Some Kind of Wonderful. She was in Wait, so many good So she did yes. Back to the wow. Future before Space Camp. She did. Like somehow that doesn't seem to fit for me. She looks so much younger. Or in Space maybe Camp. there was a release thing. Like maybe. Well, I Space Camp was delayed, right? So yeah. it was. But that's. That's still. But I, def- she, she I definitely like got. She's I definitely got a little, like a teenager. I mean, right. I, know, I know she's playing but a teenager always, in Back to the Future too, and they, right. they age her up. But but the age messes with your head. Yeah, it really I think does. The, the time traveling may be what's screwing screwing with me. It's like I'm trying to figure out which one is the real Leah Thompson. That's actually that that, that is actually Marty's mom in Space Camp. It's all part of the same universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, we need to tie this all that, together. That was that was the one where. Uh, 
you know, can you imagine how much she would have been immediately attracted to uh, what's his face? Uh, Marty's dad, because he was such a nerd and a space and a sci-fi geek. So uh, that's true. Right. right. So that must yeah. be a different reality. You know what I mean? Like so there one must of be the a realities where he, yeah. Interesting. We could, we could really speculate on how this happened. <laughs> so, you know, one of the things where does Howard this, the Duck fit in? That's what I want to know. Like, how does uh, he fit in? Well, I mean, <laughs> just because now, now I'm going to be honest. It has been a hot minute since I've seen Howard the Duck, but I remember it fondly. It's probably terrible. <laughs> oh, it's like, terrible, but it's oh, I it's remember it fondly too. Right. For, right. for that, its terribleness, like it's just it's they're fun. not mutually exclusive. It's yeah. yeah. There's there's fun to be. I'm sure we're going to do a rewind on Howard the Duck. There's no question that's coming. I can't I'm, imagine. I'm going to watch it. So <laughs> like I but, have to watch it. Um, but yeah, it has its moments, and it has Leah Thompson. Again, you know, if we're if we're going I'm by okay the Utah rule, like if she's on the screen, can't be it, bad. It can't be that bad. Right. I'm in 100 percent agreement there. <laughs> um, can I ask you guys a question? Sure. How did you feel about the ending? Which which it was very abrupt. Yeah. Of, of Space Camp. I'm sorry. R- rolling it back to Space Camp. Like yeah, they literally... which part of the ending, like just that it just suddenly ended. Like, yeah, we didn't even exactly. see them land, did we? Okay, like, well, well, you see a shuttle land. Right. <laughs> right. You see a shuttle you see a shuttle land using NASA stock footage. And then it's like credits. And I think that honestly, it would have been great to have like a, a Goonies moment where like Andy runs to Zach, like I'm alive, and the kids run to their parents, who, by the way, I don't think we're told well, the that their kids were launched. Yeah, into when does space. that yeah, <laughs> where at what point exactly. do they find out? <laughs> but um yeah, it was like we, I was watching it with my wife who hadn't seen it since, you know, the 80s and like it ended and she's like, that's, that's it? it. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> what do you want? They're, they're that alive. Was, that was my that was my reaction, too. It's like, OK, he, they turn back and say, hey, we're going to auto land and the shuttle lands. And, yep. and, I think, and you're I think, good. And it's just I, like, OK, they're alive. But like, I think they could have just like taken another couple of minutes to just have that moment where at least somebody was happy to see them back. Yeah, right. No, I agree 100 percent. It yeah, was that, that, that was a weird, abrupt ending. Yeah. I mean, John Williams' <laughs> score is great, but it was just weird. But, yeah. you know. Plus, the space shuttle does not autopilot all the way down to land. Sorry. What do you mean? Yeah. You mean I can't You I can't go and fly a space shuttle and just hit an auto button and well, be they like, I did it. No, the, you can, the, you can were, do that in orbit. They were controlling it from uh, from. yeah i'm saying that's what they said they were doing like says we'll take over from here we'll take over yeah um and that morse code thing come on yeah okay so so the morse code thing like she was blatantly sosing the whole time and then they see the the lights for a second and they're like mission control we have a problem or whatever it was and it's like no (laughs) like what they said was sos well and and that's one of the great things about i'm sure every movie where there's morse code and somebody's like watching the Morse code go or hearing it. They're reading it way faster than they're they're spelling sure. out in Morse code. Like yeah. it's going in this movie. It's, it's like, literally you know, letter it's, by letter, folks. Right, take- exactly. And he's like he's like reading a whole sentence. It's not like it. there's not a shorthand version or exactly. sign like or sign language where I can like you know what I mean com- convey a bunch of thoughts quickly and and in, in one in, little in, in certain one, in certain yeah. signs. Oh. It's it's literally letter by letter is Morse code. It was hilarious. I'm like, oh, yeah. he, there's no way they just Morse coded that entire sentence. But my do- favorite part of that whole scene was like when he's like translating and then Zach says something about Andy flying it. Right. And he's just like and the guy, Morse code guys like, oh, Andy's not flying. It's some kid named Catherine. And then right, just like right. blow it off. And they're just like, OK, she's hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's the only adult. But then at what point did they did they bother? Did she bother us again? 
we're, we're talking letter by letter. So we have like, uh, you know, time is of the essence. She's spelling out Catherine is the longest flying. name of the world. Exactly. So how does he, yeah, just the fact that she explained all of that just seems ridiculous. I do love the fact that they showed like, uh, nerds, I guess, as cool kids, right? Like they, they absolutely there was yeah, 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 uh, attractive, cool kids can be nerds, right? It's not like you know because so many movies, especially in the eighties, right? If mm-hmm. you were a nerd in the eighties, you were the 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 comic relief, the butt of the well. Joke they had that whole movie franchise movies. on it, right? Revenge of the Nerds, yeah, right. So that's but here, you know, there's a couple of a, of a, of attractive girls who are who are smart and are not being made fun of because they're smart. Like they actually. You know, the the one girl has like, you know, just kind of a photographic memory. She remembers. Yeah, stuff I did. And, I had no idea. What she, is her name? Kelly Preston. She's mm-hmm. married to John Travolta. I had no yeah. idea she was in there. I didn't yeah. even recognize her at first. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was refreshing to see, you know, that and 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 there's kind of like strong female characters that that are smart and end up having to save. It wasn't it didn't all rely on the guy coming in at the last minute and saving everybody. That um, was nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, usually, it was a te- yeah. it's definitely a team effort. Everybody the, uh, had like some role in it. Um, which I thought was really kind of, except for uh, Kate Capshaw, who was unconscious through all the uh, exciting parts. Well, at the end. I think that Figures, was good, right? though, because I think uh, what what I kind of liked about it, too, was like the kids didn't need the adults to save them necessarily. Right. Like the, the kids, like the adults the kids, were there for support, but the kids, but the kids were the ones saving it. So, now, right. OK, so I love the fact that Max was the one that was able to get the oxygen tanks. Oh, but, don't get me started here. OK, I but to say what I want to say. So go. the spacesuits are all the same size. Correct. So why would Max in the same size spacesuit right. fit where Andy because couldn't? Because she couldn't. It was because of her back. The thing on her back that kept getting caught. But and Max like, but had she the got same thing it, too. But they cinched it. They cinched it, Utah. With a belt. They used a, a belt, belt and, they, that was and they cinched it. Just cinched seemingly it. that belt was I don't know 17, 18 and a half feet long. Right. Yeah, because they had it around his shoulders, <laughs> under his crotch. It was like he, he almost looked like a mummy. It. He was just yeah. Oh man, it was driving me nuts. I'm but just like sitting there and I was like, big that giant thing that was keeping her from getting yeah that was that was a little bit of a stretch um and oh. that, i mean that not the, i mean again i mean the whole thing's full a of stretch, stretch. <laughs> the movie doesn't I mean, happen if you, you don't know. stretch it a little bit but yeah too funny Frank, but i mean it, what was great was like there it was a pretty intense movie like that's it's tense i want to say intense but it's tense like you're sitting there and you're just like these kids are gonna die nobody wants to see kids die right and so, I mean, for its time, I mean, I think they did a really good job. I think the timing just killed it. And how about uh, how about the uh, the weightlessness that they hand, the hand how they handle the weightlessness and and you know you how- <laughs> I, I, okay, space keys coming out. Their hair was not floating <laughs> in weightlessness, right? Um, but even beyond that, I, I loved how they they kind of fell back to the the old standby of doing everything slowly because in space everything goes so slow <laughs> so it doesn't well they did, me? <laughs> they did kind of you know like like when they, they were talking slowly, they would kind of is... move and and kind of like right you, you could see right yeah. there all everything went move like a little every, bit well i remember seeing a scene where max was like reaching for his helmet and his helmet's like right just hanging here on the side of the screen yeah. and i swear i saw a guy like a stagehand's finger on it before oh, he- that's <laughs> funny I, so i read i read that they put the sound stage or whatever on some sort of like gyroscope thing to simulate the weightlessness but i don't really I don't understand how, how they did the rest of it if they if they were on cables or 
Yeah, and some some of it, it's like it had, they had to be on cable, right? Because they're right. like some of it, floating so, through stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah some, I guess some of it they used harnesses, I'm sure, but I think most of it was good acting. <laughs> well, I mean, the best. I would also just like to point out that I was really happy because this is something that is avoided in most like uh, media today. I love the fact that they addressed pooping in space. Like he had to go to the bathroom. He was scared of the thing because I mean, let's be serious. It's like a vacuum. It's a vacuum. So (laughs) he's like, nope. But he's just like, nope, I'm not doing it. And he put him in there. And there was this brief moment after they closed the door where you hear a young Joaquin Phoenix go, Oh, <laughs> and I was just like, that's my biggest problem with the show 24. It's like, listen, at some Nobody's point, this going guy is going to have to go to the bathroom. It's just like, I just wanted, I just wanted him to, I just want to keep her Sutherland to just be like, that's, I'll be back. That's Take care addressed. of this. Like he's not on screen the whole time. <laughs> right. So, so when we he's know off screen, that he's, yeah, <laughs> but he doesn't I'm, have to go in the bathroom. But I'm just course. glad that when they had the opportunity to address pooping in space on film, yeah. they did so. I like I like that they amped up the <laughs> suction sound too. Like it, it was really way too did. it was way too loud, way louder than it would be otherwise. <laughs> oh oh man, good stuff. So Frank Welker was the voice of Jinx, the the robot who befriends Max. Frank Welker, as you might recognize, a lot of geeks will know. Is the voice of almost everything you've everything. ever listened to, and <laughs> um, comics, and or I'm sorry, cartoons, and all kinds of uh, things. Not the least of which, of course, is Fred from Scooby Doo. He's like, yes, that's his, his big one. Hmm. Like, until, until this new Scoob, and then all of a sudden it's Zac Efron. What is that about? I don't know. I wish they hadn't recast the voices, but wait, wait a second, hold up. Zac Efron is now Scooby Doo. No, he's Scoob. He's Fred and Scoob. No, he's Fred. Oh, he's Fred. He's Fred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I think Frank Welker did Scooby Doo in Scoob, <laughs> but not Fred. Um, but uh, yeah, that's odd. A very it's an odd decision. <laughs> yes. <laughs> feel like he could have done both right i i would have loved to have had some of the original voices do those um but yeah i haven't seen that movie yet it's another one that's twenty dollars and uh if you want to rent it right now so i was gonna say it went straight to stream yeah i'm gonna wait on that did did anybody think that mission control looked oddly similar to the mission control in war games do you think they shared the set oh i'm betting they they probably they probably did yeah well the screens never looked the same because I, I didn't point it out, the but comput- I watched War Games recently, and I was just the computers like, oh. almost sound the same. Well, I mean, again, that's how com- that's, that's how, how computers, computers sound talk. In the 80s. Do you want to play a game? <laughs> Global thermonuclear war. <laughs> and what kind of what kind of uh, what was the name of the error in Space Camp? Wasn't was it a it, it was, was a, a thermal thermal curtain error? Okay. Yeah. Which okay. also doesn't really exist, but that I mean, there's listen, <laughs> listen. We needed it to send these kids into space so that they could come together as a team. They don't start the SRBs one at a time. There's a reason they, for that. Listen, <laughs> we needed this key. These, All right, these nerd. kids to come together. <laughs> My, one of the great parts too is like you know I, I love I love NASA's display where it's like the SRB on one side slowly filling up in red. <laughs> yeah. Like like a bar graph yeah. or like you know a meter, and it's like oh well we have to press a button for the other one to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> you know another good ending would have just been like they come back and like Zach was sitting there and like Andy just kind of sits up and is like, yeah that's how we get people to work together as a team. <laughs> you do it or you die. Right, right. You, I, like I, you pass space camp. Here's a sticker. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Tom Skerritt like was not on screen enough. Like I saw him and he like, wasn't. Oh. 
but, Tom, but you know what? Tom I mean, Skerritt and Tom Skerritt's mustache are the eighties. Like, is it's there like a the, more 80s, other than Tom Selleck, like it's Tom Skerritt. It's all Toms in the 80s. It's with all Toms in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Truth. they are the most, like, manly, masculine men there are. They're, but yet they're <laughs> sensitive. And you, and they're, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like he's, yep. um, I didn't quite catch, uh, again, I watched it again. I didn't quite catch what the relationship between Andy and Zach w- was. They're married. They, uh, they're married. They're married. They're married. Yeah. They're okay. Husband and wife. I wasn't sure. I didn't quite catch. Which that. is which is why you know you could see in Tom Skerritt's face uh, when you know launch the damn shuttle. Yeah. Because <laughs> his wife is on board. Forget the yeah. kids. Yeah. He didn't care until he, until like his Andy was up there. So. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so this. <laughs> I feel like we could pick this apart all day. Well, the the it has a lot of the tropes of movies too. Like it um, does the the ver- the fact that earlier in the movie, um, the thing that they had trouble with learning uh, obviously comes up in the disaster that it awaits right. them, and they have and to it's overcome what, it, it now. It's, right, right, what, right. For for uh, for what's this, uh, for for Max, it was the gimbal thing that you know Rudy was piloting and all that. You know that he had to go out side of the shuttle outside the shuttle now he has to do it for real and for Catherine, it was coming out of the spin because she had problems with that multi-axis thing and let's be serious based based on her performance earlier in the movie all of them would have burned yeah (laughs) like (laughs) like there's no way she would have got it together that quick right right and then and then um you know (laughs) and then the this the commander finally taking on the commander role and taking it seriously enough and learning how to to make his team you know connect with his team and make them do their jobs yeah all of it all of it yeah it's very inspiring if you think about it yeah no i mean it was and it had i think it has a great message like i said i think even the fact that these kids are smart and uh you know are, are still cool you know in some way and um i although i still can't figure out what tate donovan and why he was even there why was he there because uh, you know he has absolute like they needed some sort of subplot for why why he was there i guess he said it's because his dad wanted or somebody yeah he got a jeep for it yeah that's what it was that's right but it's like clearly this is not you know his thing the science is totally and he would never be a commander and no he he, he's definitely more of a maverick yeah See what I did there? Totally different uh, <laughs> 80s movie with a... with Tom Skerritt. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's the t- oh it's wow the Tom Skerritt verse. Oh my god, that's gosh. right. Love it. We got to figure this out. Maybe there's Love a, it. you know what? Let's do that. Uh, and uh, and a whole other see every 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 episode of our show involves me coming up with another podcast. Another podcast. And so this one is trying to figure out the connection between all the Tom Skerritt movies uh, oh, nice. in the 80s. So I'm going to work on that. Space Camp absolutely is a it's a thrill ride. It was fun. I, I actually, I mean, even though I knew they weren't in danger and there's nothing, it had moments of Apollo 13 style tension because, you know, how are they going to figure this out? They're in space and they... They don't know what's going on. The, the difference Apollo 13 actually happened. So there was a lot more right. tension in that film, <laughs> um, be, uh, even though you, uh, you knew uh, how it turned out because it was history. It still just was super, super tense. But I felt like Space Camp had a lot of those kind of moments as well. It was fun. The cast was, I thought, great, great cast of people. It was a positive mm-hmm. message for kids. 
Uh, yeah, there's a lot of great things about Space Cam. I think it only made about $10 million in box office that year, and I think a lot of that's chalked up to the Challenger issue. I mean, yeah. But, yeah, definitely. But we remember it, right? I mean, it still comes back in our memories. It was fond for, for Matt, obviously, growing up, and I, for me as well. Like I said, I got it mixed up with a totally, total another uh, space movie. Um, but that, a lot, I do that a lot. I'm at that age now where that kind of stuff happens It's all more blurring more. together. Um, yeah. But uh, I, maybe we'll do a rewind on Explorers coming up too. Both uh, kind of fun kids go to space kind of, uh, but Explorers was a little different. But um, yeah, uh, Space Camp, I recommend it. If you guys haven't watched it yet, definitely check it out. I believe that's going to be it for our rewind this week. I really want to thank Utah and Matt for sticking around after our podcast to do our rewind as we do every week. Thanks, Matt, for the suggestion of Space Camp. Any last last things you want to add about Space Camp before we go since this was your your beloved no, film? I think we covered everything. I, I I guess I'm just glad that it was made in the 80s when the internet didn't exist because like you see all of these things and like <laughs> sure. they can get away with all these non-factual things because people right. weren't going to look up. But I think if you made this movie today, you'd there'd probably be a team of scientists behind it to make sure that everything couldn't be picked apart. So I'm glad it came out when it did. So I didn't have to worry about all that. That's true. That's true. And the, the internet does ruin a lot of films for it. It does. That way. <laughs> I remember, I remember how annoyed I was the first person who told me that the death star explosion, you wouldn't have even heard that in space. Cause and it's I'm in like, space. and I just stare blankly at them. Like, so <laughs> like, I really wish you what, wouldn't right, have just said that. Uh, what, okay, well, what, who, so like, what, right, what, what right. does that and matter? That, it was still freaking cool. when he blew up the death star, wasn't it? And right. As a space, or the fire. Wouldn't right. in the oxygen. It wouldn't ash- really do atmosphere. that. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm so mad at both of you right now. I just ruined it. <laughs> well, it as a space geek, I'm like, it shouldn't, and that's my point. Like, right? It shouldn't right. ruin it. It, it, it's, it's, it shouldn't ruin it. <laughs> it is what it is. That movie. You know, maybe there are different science uh, <laughs> rules in that galaxy far, far away. Who knows? Uh, Lucas Science. Thanks again for joining us for Rewind, where we spent some time in 1986. We'll see you guys next time. Take care. The Podcast is Real is a World Gone Geek production. 